men, anybody who's involved with that, uh, Whitey needs to meet with you guys right after church up front, if you'll just come out for that. Um, don't forget about our youth Bible studies and children's Bible studies and our adult Bible studies at 6.30 on Wednesday night. And um, as far as the youth goes, um, we are going, my plan is it's homecoming at Crest High School, even though I am a Burns guy. Um, we're going to meet here at the church probably around 6 this Friday night, and we're going to meet and we're going to go to the game together. Anybody who wants to go with us, if you want to come, we'll drive the van there. If you want to meet us there, that's fine too. I'll give you some more information Wednesday night, but just to support our, um, we have people in the band and that march and uh, play instruments and sling flags and do all kind of things. So that's exciting. So just um, just to support those guys. Uh, our next trip, I'm going to take them all to a Burns game. How do you think that'll go? <laughs> but uh, this, I would just like to right now invite you guys to worship with us. We do. It is a special day. We have three baptisms today. Uh, any day here when you're in the house of the Lord is special. But uh, we get to celebrate. Uh, Three people who have who have who are visually for us were showing that they are relinquishing their life to Christ. And uh, preacher Artie's going to going to take care of that here shortly. But I'm glad to have you guys with us, and I just hope you guys enjoy the service. Please join me in prayer this morning as we begin our service together. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you praising your name. Dear Lord, as we seek your face today, we praise you for the souls that have been rescued by your precious blood. Thank you for these that are following you in believers' baptism. And dear Lord, we come before you also seeking your face. There are many people that have been listed on our prayer list that we have been praying for. Dear Lord, we continue to lift those up. You know exactly what needs to be done. You know exactly what is going on. Dear Lord, we pray for those that have lost loved ones. Over the past several weeks, due to this virus. And dear Lord, we ask that you give them the peace that only you can, that you will heal their broken hearts. We thank you for the fact that they have faith in you and they're looking to you at this point. Dear Lord, we thank you for those that we are seeing healed. Thank you for miracles that are taking place right before our very eyes. And dear Lord, as your children have gathered together today to worship you in this place, may everything that is done and said be to your honor and glory. May the gospel be proclaimed today. And may lost souls come to you 
And we ask all of this in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. This is two weeks in a row that we get to celebrate baptism. It is exciting. And today, we have two gentlemen that are going to be baptized right now. And then we're going to have a young lady that will be baptized later in the service. But both of these, actually all of them, have proclaimed Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so now, this is Clark Sanders. J.C. Amona's oldest son. Tell you what, guys, the older you get, the harder it is to get down here into this pool. Especially when you have bad knees. Isn't that right, Clark? It is. Uh, like I said, this is Clark Sanders. Clark accepted Christ as his personal Savior at a Billy Graham crusade. And today, he has come wanting to follow the commands of Christ in believer's baptism. So, Clark, have you accepted Christ as your personal Savior? I have. And are you ready to follow him in believer's baptism? I am. Okay. So, Clark, on your profession of faith as Jesus Christ is your Savior, I baptize you, my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in the newness of life. Last week, we baptized Sakura Hicks. Wednesday night, after our prayer meeting, her father, Deshaun, said, Pastor Artie, I need to talk to you. And Deshaun said that he accepted Christ as a young child. He says, I understood what it meant. I understood what I was doing. He says, but I didn't understand baptism. He said, I did it because I was told I had to. He says, but I didn't understand why I was doing it. He says, now I understand what baptism means. He says, it is okay if I get rebaptized now that I understand what baptism is. And I said, absolutely. So today, Deshaun comes to be rebaptized, understanding exactly what baptism represents and to demonstrate to everybody that he understands what salvation in Jesus Christ is and he wants to be obedient following and believers baptism so Deshaun have you accepted Christ as your personal savior yes sir and are you ready to follow him in believers baptism yes sir okay So Deshaun, on your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I baptize you, my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, 
raised to walk in the newness of life. And God's people said, and our Lord and Savior, we have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saves. So let us stand as we turn to him 581. We'll sing the first and the last verses. We have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around, Jesus saves. steeps and cross the waves onward tears our God's command Jesus saves Jesus saves give the winds a mighty voice Jesus saves Jesus saves let the nations now rejoice Jesus saves Jesus saves shout salvation everybody again. Uh, I'm going to do my children's sermon from up here this morning. It's a little bit different, but after we do children's sermon and baptism, uh, Miss Laura is going to meet you guys at the back, and we're going to go out for children's church today. But I wanted to talk to you guys this morning, especially since I had lots of little questions this morning uh, in Sunday school about baptism. What is baptism? Why are we doing baptism? I want to get baptized. Well, why do you want to get baptized? I don't know. I just do. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit today and kind of explain it in a way that kids can understand it. Um, I want you to think about a, a kids and adults too. We were talking about candy this morning. Miss Ann was talking about candy. She said there's candy monsters that come in there. And she said the adult candy monsters get more candy than the kids candy monsters do. <laughs> And she said that she was the biggest candy monster of them all. And I said, so you're like the Paul of candy monsters. So you, you're, the, you're the chief candy monster. Um, but so the candy ball in our house, I don't know about most houses, and I, and I think this is the way it is because growing up, I, does, who keeps their candy ball on top of their refrigerator? Does anybody here keep their candy ball on top of their refrigerator? No, really? Well, at my house... We keep our candy ball up high, up high. And that's because my kids will come and say, can I have some candy? Because unless, unless it's Jonathan, they're going to have to stand on something to get to that candy ball. Everybody, everybody wants to get to the candy ball. But sometimes 
when it goes to going to that candy bowl, we just don't quite measure up to what we need to be to get there. We need a little help. We need help measuring ourselves up to get to the level of the candy bowl. Now, I'm going to turn this a little bit. Now, in life, we all make mistakes. Raise your hand if you're a sinner. That's good. That's, 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 I'm going to pray for all of y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, no, so we're all sinners. The Bible tells us that we're all sinners. And we all, just like reaching to that candy bowl, we all fall short of the glory of God. But through Jesus, through his death and resurrection, we don't have to measure up. He does it for us. Isn't that awesome that he does that? It's kind of like when you're reaching that candy bowl when you go to stand on a stool to get up there. That stool reaches the candy bowl for us. Well, Jesus, he measures up for us because no matter how hard we try, no matter what we do, we're not going to measure up. And I'm going to share some scripture this morning. It's Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 26. It says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God set forth as appropriate by his blood, through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the ones who has faith in Jesus Christ. Now, for kids and even for adults too maybe, that's a lot of words. What it all boils down to is because we're all sinners, we, we, all, we are always going to fall short on our own standing. But Jesus came. He lived the life that we couldn't, a perfect life. And he was crucified on the cross to bridge that gap between us and God, to justify us, to make us worthy through him to be called his children. And today, we get to celebrate that. I'm going to invite Miss Macy Sisk out here right now. Miss Macy, she has been coming with us as long as Jim and Janie has been coming. Now she doesn't; she's not able to be with us every week, but she's here as much as she can get here. And she, and I love Miss Macy. And I say all of these kids are special to me. I, every time I get up here, they say they're the, they're the one of the most special people to me because these kids are not just kids that I think about on Sunday morning. These are kids that are on my mind every day of the week as they go through their school. But Miss Macy came to me in Bible school this year. And uh, I offered an invitation, and she raised her hand. And uh, I talked to her, and there is not a doubt in my mind where she stands when it comes to faith in Jesus Christ. So Macy, today, you come to us in baptism because you have decided to give your life to Jesus Christ. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Isn't that awesome? 
So right now, Macy, I want you to come up here. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to grab my arm right here. Grab my arm. Hold on to it with both hands, okay? There you go, like that. Macy, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
Thank you, Whitey and Sandra. Tell you what, I've worked up a sweat already. But isn't it exciting? You guys realize in the last two weeks we've done something that doesn't happen a lot in churches anymore. We baptized two back-to-back Sundays, six total people, four of which was over the age of 29, right, Deborah? Okay. But four adults were baptized professing their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior. That doesn't happen a lot. Statistically speaking, once a child, or a, a child gets to a certain age, the chances of them at coming to Christ drops drastically. So most of the time in churches that you see baptisms taking place, it's young children accepting Christ. But we were able to baptize four adults proclaiming their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior. And that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So when I pray and say that we are seeing miracles take place right before our eyes, it is not just physical healing that's taking place, but it's also spiritual healing. It is broken lives put back together through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that itself is a miracle that we get to proclaim and we get to witness before our very eyes. So today we're going to continue looking at baptism. And we're going to look at a very special baptism that takes place in Acts chapter 8. You see... Up until this point, all the baptisms that are recorded, those that are coming to Christ in the early church, they have all been those around the area of Jerusalem. They had all been there in Jerusalem to worship. They had all been Jews. Well, today we're going to look at the very first recording of a baptism taking place that was for somebody outside of the Jewish nation. Yes, this person had actually converted to Judaism, but they were not born a Jew. And in fact, they are very different than anybody else that had been recorded as being baptized up to this point. So if you would turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 8, 
We're going to look at the verses of 26 and 27. So if you would stand, it'll be on the screen as well as in your bulletin. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, and it says this. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. And he arose and went, and behold, there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. Let's pray. Our blessed Lord, we come before you thanking you for what your word shares with us. It is the source of all wisdom and truth that we can receive. And dear Lord, I ask you to bless the reading of your word. Speak through me today. And it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So you see, let me set the stage for you. What has happened is this, is that the church had just started being persecuted to the point that they were scattered. Stephen had been stoned to death for proclaiming Jesus Christ. And he had been stoned to death. And then Paul went and got permission to go out and to hunt down Christians, those proclaiming Jesus Christ as their Savior. And as he started persecuting, the church was scattered, and the Bible actually says that the entire church, except for the apostles, the apostles stayed in Jerusalem, but everybody else, including the seven deacons, or actually now the six deacons, were scattered all over. Philip was one of those first seven chosen as deacons in the church in Jerusalem. And he had gone to Samaria. And he had been preaching in Samaria. And the Samaritans were turning to Christ. And they were being baptized. The Bible says that the apostles sent Peter and John there to Samaria. And they witnessed what was taking place there in Samaria. But then it says that Here Philip was, and he was having this very incredible, fruitful ministry there in Samaria, sharing the gospel, and people were receiving the message. Lives were being changed, and God says, I want you to get up, and I want you to go to the desert. How many of us, if we were in a great place, and so many things were happening, and God was being glorified, and people were being saved, And God says, I want you to go out here in the middle of nowhere. How many of us would go, what in the world are you talking about, God? This is where the action's happening. Bible doesn't say Philip did that. It said Philip got up and went. And he went out in the middle of nowhere. The Bible actually says it was a desert road on the way to the Gaza Strip or Egypt. And he went out there. And lo and behold, what does he find there? But he finds this Ethiopian. A lot of times they will focus on the fact that he was a eunuch. We're not even going to really talk about that. That has nothing whatsoever to do with what the Bible is talking about. 
But this man, was in, he was a servant of the queen of Ethiopia. He was over her entire treasure. He was a very powerful man. But this man had converted to Judaism. And he recognized the fact that Yahweh was the one true God. And that he had gone to Jerusalem to worship him. And now he was on his way back home. And God told Philip to go out in the middle of a desert. And there he was. So there's a three important things that we need to understand out of this passage. Three important event or elements in becoming a disciple of Jesus. The important element number one is this. Is you have to have the Holy Spirit's leading. Too many times we try to do things in our own power. By our own wisdom. We try to do things on our own without the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we tend to make a mess of things without the leading of the Holy Spirit. So the very first important element is that we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I want to show you that in in Scripture. The Holy Spirit leads Philip to the right place at the right time. But an angel of the Lord spoke in verse 26. Spoke to Philip saying, get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza, the desert road. So he got up and went and there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he came who had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in the chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go up and join the chariot or run up. Basically, the Holy Spirit told Philip, catch up to him. He's the one that you need to talk to. You see, the angel told Philip where he wanted to go. And just as I've shared, as Abraham took his son up one side of the mountain and kept telling his son that God would provide the sacrifice, God sent that ram up the other side of the mountain. So at the perfect time and the perfect place, those two would meet. The exact same thing happened here. The angel told Philip to go. He told him in the perfect time, he told him where to go, the perfect place to meet up with the one that God had for him to talk to. And then the Spirit told him to do something incredible. He said, catch up to that chariot. And what does the Bible say he did? He caught up to that chariot. And then the Holy Spirit also led the Ethiopian to the perfect Scripture. Verse 30. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you are reading? 
See, God led him to the perfect scripture. The one that would cause him to question where he was. The one that would cause him to question what it meant to be a servant of God. And Philip asked him a a very simple question. Again, I believe this is leading of the Holy Spirit because he asked him the question that he needed to hear. Do you understand what you're reading? His answer was incredible. He says, how can I understand it unless somebody explains it to me? That's the Holy Spirit's leading. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Important element number two is the Word of God. See, the Ethiopian reads the Word of God and wants to understand what he's reading. We've already said that, he, that the Holy Spirit led him to the perfect passage. And see, it wasn't a, it wasn't a cheap thing. This scroll that contained the prophet Isaiah and his words, what we have written in the book of Isaiah, those scrolls were not cheap. It cost this man a great deal of money to have that scroll. And he saw it as being important enough to spend that money on the word of God and to read it. And the passage that he was reading was the perfect passage. It was the one that he needed to hear and he needed to see. And that's recorded in verses 32 and 30 through 34. Now the passage of Scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter and as a lamb before his shearer is silent. So he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation? For his life is removed from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip and said, please tell me, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of someone else? The scripture that he led him to led him to ask this very important question. Who is this talking about? Who is the one that's going to be led like a lamb to slaughter? Who is this about? And Philip, like any other preacher, would go, I'm glad you asked. Buckle up, buttercup, because here it comes. And the, the third Important element is the human witness, obedience to Christ's command to be his witnesses. See, Philip was obedient to the command of Christ to share the gospel, and he followed the leadership of the Holy Spirit to whom it was that God wanted him to share with. In verses 35 through 38, it says this. Then Philip opened his mouth 
And beginning from the scripture, he preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, water. What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he was baptized. Scripture says, if we believe in our heart, and if we confess with our mouth, we will what? Be saved. When we baptize, I ask a very important question. Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And then I said, are you ready to be obedient in following Him in believer's baptism? Here's the thing, people. There is nothing special about this water. I turn on the tap and fill up the water. It is the same water that runs through every faucet in this building. There is nothing special about it. There is nothing about that water that will change anything about you. It is the act of obedience. It is the fact that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Jesus and Jesus alone is the one that makes the difference in our lives. It is Jesus and Jesus alone that will save us. It is this is an outward example, an act of obedience. That tells people. This is what I have done. I have accepted Christ as my Savior. I, the old man has died. And because of Jesus Christ, I am raised to a new life. That is what baptism does. So Philip, as he preaches Jesus, starting with this passage in Isaiah, and explains to him that the very person that this scripture is talking about is Jesus Christ. And he was alive, and he walked this earth, and he gave himself as a perfect sacrifice. He is the one on his death that tore the veil that separated us from God. He was the one on the third day that rose again to give us victory over death. He is the one that ascended to heaven and is now sitting at the right hand of God, waiting to call his children home. As he explained that, Something stirred within the heart and soul of this Ethiopian. And he knew that everything that he had been looking for, the things that he was asking questions about, were all answered in the person of Jesus Christ. 
And when he saw the water, he says, what's keeping me from being baptized? He understood what baptism was. He had to be baptized to become part of the Jewish faith. He understood that. And he said, what's keeping me from being baptized? And Philip says, if you've accepted, if you believe in your heart, you can. And his response is priceless. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is everything that he said he was. He is the answer to all my issues. He is the one that can put my life back together. He is the one that died on the cross to give me forgiveness of my sins. And he proclaimed that. And the Bible says that they both got down into the water. And he was baptized. Now the scripture I didn't read says that as soon as he came up out of the water, that the Holy Spirit took Philip and he took him away. And the Ethiopian eunuch was left standing in the water all by himself. But you know that what he did? The Bible doesn't record that he was sitting there going, what in the world happened? Where is this guy? Did this really happen? It doesn't say that. It says that when he came up out of the water and Philip was gone, he got back in his chariot and he went on home praising God. Church, we have to listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We have to get down into God's Word and we have to dig and we have to question. And then we have to be obedient to the commands of Christ and being His witnesses. I'm going to tell you, life is hard. If anybody ever tells you that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, that everything is going to be peaches and rainbows, you stay away from them because they're lying to you. Because the Bible tells us the very opposite of that. Jesus says, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute those that follow me. If you follow after me, you're going to have a difficult at times. But he does say that I will give you all the desires of your heart if you ask me. But you know, the neat thing about the Holy Spirit and about God is the fact that as the Holy Spirit works in us and begins to change us and shape us and make us into this new creation... Our old desires are no longer. The things that used to be important to us no longer are important to us. And our desires start to change to match up more to what God wants. And if we seek Him and what we're doing, then it says that He will give us our desires of our heart. Church baptism. The baptism of this Ethiopian eunuch 
It represents something very special. It's beginning the process as the church was dispersed because of persecution. They took the gospel with them. And they began to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. This was the beginning of the missionary movement of the church. And now, you have this Ethiopian eunuch, a leader, an official in the court of the queen of Ethiopia, that now is a believer a baptized believer. And you know what happened when he went home? He took the gospel back with him. And according to some of the things that I read, that some of the most persecuted people are Egyptian Christians. That can literally trace their history back to this man. But those that he shared Christ with, that he shared the gospel with, that accepted Christ, their descendants are now being persecuted for their belief in Jesus Christ. Church, there are people that the Holy Spirit has set up for you to speak to. There are people that are ready, that have the questions that need to be answered, and God is sending you to answer those questions for them, to explain to them exactly what it means to know Jesus Christ. Please be obedient. Go where God's telling you to go. Talk to who He is telling you to talk to. Answer those questions. Lead them to know Jesus Christ as their, as, as their personal Savior. And we would love to have them come And show the world what changed in their life. And be baptized. To show the world what is different. Church, it is that time of our service. Where it is time. For you to answer God's call. Whether it's to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior for the very first time. For you to come and pray for or with somebody. If you are interested in becoming part of this family of believers. It is that time to come forward. To join this family. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do, 
Do it as we sing this song. Would you stand as we sing for our hymn of This morning, please be in prayer for those that were baptized today because Satan hates it when people are obedient to Jesus Christ. So pray for them. Don't forget that Wednesday night, our Bible studies at 630. And then next week, next Sunday is our picnic Sunday night. So please be here for that down at the creek at 6 o'clock next Sunday night. We will have our picnic down at the creek. And as we dismiss today from our service, we will have a short business meeting immediately following the service. But I'm going to ask Nick Barcher, our Deacon of the Week, if he would mind dismissing us in prayer this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for bringing us here today so that we could worship, praise, and honor you. We thank you for these baptisms today, these public professions of faith. We pray, Lord, for wisdom as we go uh, moving into a business meeting, that you would grant us the wisdom to do your will with this body of believers. And last, Lord, we pray that as we go out today into the community, that you would Set our souls afire. Help us to reflect your light out into the world and to be that human witness in the right place at the right time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.